Welcome to Bass University Live, everybody. We are back from the Bassmaster Classic. This is our classic uh, recap. Uh, what a great week. What an amazing tournament. I know if you guys were watching, it was just uh, it was riveting how it all played out. And we're very, very excited. We have uh, we have the champ with us today, Jeff Gustafson. Uh, we also have second place. Brian Schmidt is going to be with us uh, for a little while as well. Both Bash University instructors, some amazing content available on Bash University. And uh, Rich, without further ado, man, let's bring them in. This is this is the 2023 Bassmaster Classic Champ. Hey guys, the champ, man! Congratulations, uh, man! You, you, I, I guess you got to be on cloud nine making this long drive home. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's surreal, and um, yeah, I got I got my buddy Brian here. He's the creator of the winning jig. He's driving, helping us drive, and then uh, his wife Bree and my wife Shelby in the back. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're having a time here, making the most of this 20, 20 something hour drive back back north of the border. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. I know. Uh... You know, the, the you have the jig creator. That's fantastic. Have you slept yeah, at slept. all since uh, since this went down? Well, I got taken home on Sunday night. I got told it was time to go. Um, <laughs> and at the time, I didn't want to go, but it was. I was glad because yesterday morning was was a little rough, uh, but um, we made it through. And then, yeah, last night. Uh, we got out of Knoxville yesterday afternoon, drove to Lexington, Kentucky, stayed there, and had a nice dinner last night. And uh, yeah, I slept pretty good. It's a it's a long week for everybody, and um, you know, it's uh, it was it, yeah, it's gonna be nice to get home and chill out for a few days. But uh, but yeah, no, still riding the high, and we got the big beauty right here. There it is. Um, riding with us. There it is. Yeah, pretty crazy, pretty crazy. And hey, I, I heard you mention that Schmidt's coming on after, and he actually called me yesterday and, and just, you know, had some nice things to say. So, you know, top-notch guy. And uh, I, I I hated that moment for him when I won because I, I've been there before too. And, uh, you know, it's and especially for that tournament, I mean, it's everything for us. And um, But, that, yeah, that was a, he, he gave me a nice phone call yesterday. Man, that's that's great. Uh, you know, Brian Brian's a great guy, and, and man, he it was so close. I mean, he he was running it down, but you you did enough to hold it off. Uh, I I gotta I want to dive in there, Beans. We're going down that road. You had you had two. I mean, you, and I know I saw your interview, and I know that you were thinking, oh man, I I gave this away. Um, I, I as a tournament angler, I'm thinking to myself, and and it was impressive that you grinded it. Did you ever like? Go to plan B. Did that occur? Did you think, man, I got to go maybe dock fishing. I got to go scramble. It's it's time to scramble. Did that go through your mind? Dude, I had so many things go through my mind. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like, ultimately, I did not have a plan B. So it was – and, and it wasn't like, you know, I have the mega live rolling on the front of my boat. So like I could, there was fish around like all the, everywhere I was fishing. And I never went more than 10 minutes throughout the day without working on multiple fish. And so it was hard to, you know, if I had one, I spent about two hours of practice 
uh, fishing for largemouths, and I had one little stretch where I could I caught a few on a crankbait that, um, you know, just sort of beating the bank, fishing around some stumps and, and gravel. And it, just because it was flat calm, I just didn't feel like that was really a, a great plan. I did go and get gas, and I uh, when I did that, um, I made I made a few casts on, on this marina dock, and I think I got snagged on a on the first cast and like I after a few time you know minutes it just didn't feel right and I'm like what are you doing and um <laughs> and I knew like if I got I, I felt like if I got three that I had a chance but like with two I'm like I have I I don't have a chance with two I mean you know like we've all watched the last 10 classics and like somebody always catches them on the last day you know and um yep. I just felt like, yeah, somebody's going to be a hero today and it's not going to be me. And um, when I got back in, obviously, like I looked at Bass Track and, well, like Brian, my camera guy said, dude, I think you're going to be good, actually. Because he was with me and got to like, I, you know, when the camera was off, I had a lot, you know, I, he was a good guy to have in the boat with me. Like he just listened and, um, you know, but I when the camera went off for the last time, like I was not a happy guy. I, there was some bad words said and, uh, <laughs> you know, I just didn't think it was going to be enough, but he said, yep. you know, you're, I think you're going to be good, but it's going to be close, but you have a chance. And that made me feel a lot better than that hour ride back in the boat. Like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to have a chance to, for this to happen. And, uh, just, it's a crazy sport. You just never know. You never know. Yeah, those shout out to those camera guys because they do. They have to be like part psychologist out there yeah. a lot of times. And well, that I, know, and I mean it, it was it was. I mean, this was a tough. It's a tough place to fish sometimes, and uh, especially on the third day, you know, like those. You gotta they gotta be kind of on the ball all day to catch our moments, and um, it's easy to miss them. And they never those guys never miss them, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. They do. They are uh, good at what they do. Well, I I could feel the pressure, and I know, you know that that's an amazing. There's so much pressure coming at you, but I I don't know if you knew this stat, but this was amazing to me. But about half of the classics have been won with uh, winners not catching a limit every day. Hmm. Did you know that? I did not. No. It, it's phenomenal, and you know you think about. As we talk about ang being anglers, like everything's got to go right. We got to, you know, everything's perfect and flawless. But when it comes to this big derby, it's it's about half the time, guys, man, they don't even bring five to the scales. Uh, it's that, you know, it's, it's there's so much. Pr I feel because there's so much pressure. It's a pressure cooker. And uh, yeah. and you can win without a, you were you're another one that has dominated you know, dominated the tournament without a limit on the final day. It's, it's pretty crazy stat. Yeah, no, I had a good run going there and it just, yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't get them to bite the last day, but they were around. I had, I bet you I had 50, 70, maybe a hundred. I don't know how many looked at my bait. I mean, I had a lot of them right close to my bait and they, a few bumped it and I caught several short, you know, like they had to be 18 inches. So I caught quite a few nice fish that I had to throw back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was, it was, it's crazy how it works out sometimes. It was, it was so cool. Uh, the, they, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, but we saw the, we saw what you were seeing on mega live, 
um, as this was going down. We could see the marks. We could see the little hornet's nest of fish that were yeah. coming up. Man, it, it, that was I, that was really cool how they brought the audience in. We, we got to see what you were seeing. That was really neat. Yeah, that's a first, I think, that now that, that we're able to do that. So it makes it – I mean – I love the way that I was fishing. I love to do that. It's my favorite, but I know it's not the most exciting for everyone to watch um, live. And now if they can see the screen that I'm looking at, uh, I guess it makes it a lot more exciting for people, you know, a little bit more exciting for people at least. And yeah, pretty, it's pretty cool. The technology and, um, and the stuff that the, the Bassmaster production guys are, are, you know, are able to pull off. Yeah, it's really cool, and uh, I know Aquaview was hanging out with us. Colt was hanging out in our booth all weekend, yeah. and and I and I I know that's important to you in your fishing, and uh, I you you use it, you even use it in this application. I did. So I've got I've got the new the new one now where I'm able to look at it with through my Hummingbird Apex screen, and it's a much bigger screen. It's clear. It's you know, it's a pleasure to use. So. I got that set up in practice, and what what it, it helped me out because I went and looked at the rocks, like the exact spot where I caught them last time, and I could see like these big cracks and where the smallmouths were just kind of like hiding in the holes, and it wow. taught me that I had to go put a bait down on top of these spots, and that would pull the fish up, and then I would know if they were there or not, and think that's maybe why some of these guys never found these couple good places that i had i just knew that you had to you couldn't just idle over them and mark a bunch of them you know and yet there would be a whole school of fish there but if you put a bait down they just start showing themselves and um so yeah it helped me again it's that aquavis mandatory equipment in my boat i've said it uh you know told you guys this before but uh it, it's a it's a great pre-fishing tool and educational tool Excellent. Well, we are giving away an Aqua View here in just a few minutes. So uh, yes, we are. We I, I can't wait for that. We're going to be giving away that to uh, one of our people that subscribed at the at the Classic or one of our subscribers yep. at Bash. Hey, Riz. Yo. Riz, did you uh, did you have a good time on the weekend? Oh man, <laughs> of, of, of course it's the like Classic. But you, you know what the you know what the best part about the weekend was, Gus, is that this hat that's on my head. Yeah, you, you were wearing it at media day, brother. So guess what? I'm wearing this hat every single day I fish this year because I got that classic juju on it, man. Oh man, yeah. that's right. I forgot. That's right, dude. I got a question about the Aqua View. Um, yeah. What's the minimum water clarity you would say that you need for it to be effective? Like, you know, if if you drop it down and it's not a super clear, you know, body of water, and you get close enough to fish, will you still see them on it, or like? How, how much clarity do you actually need? Yeah, so you need you need to have at least a few feet, a couple, two to three feet. And, and that's kind of what we had at, in in that canal area at Teleco. Um, you, you know, it's not like taking it to the St. Lawrence River where you can see 40 feet. In, I mean, you can just see like forever. It's so clear. But, um, right. but you know, a lot of places like Lake Eufaula in Alabama, you know, not that clear. Right. Um, I've had great luck with it there, looking, just dropping it down in brush piles, so I don't have to, like, drop a bait down there to burn a fish or educate sure. a fish. I can just drop that camera down, like, oh, yeah, there's a couple couple big ones there. Bass are cool because they're kind of inquisitive, and they're not real spooky of, like, things in the water, so you can, the camera can get close to them, and they'll usually 
kind of swim up to it and check it out. So, uh, you know, but yeah, it's obviously like a lot of the northern lakes that are that have had really clear water. That's where it's really, you know, it shines and you can use it a lot more effectively. But it can still be used in kind of murky water and, and you know, ID fish that you see on your sonar or like look at brush or look at, right. you know, these smallmouths in the cracks of the rocks like like I did. Gotcha. Yeah, the brush that that's a uh, that's kind of what I was wondering about was like you know because if you're if you're near a piece of cover, it seems like if you're near a piece of cover, the fish might stay tighter to that, and you you can see them even if they're not looking at them from ten feet away. If you get it down there by that like like two feet, I think we might have lost Gussie there. Uh, <laughs> it's probably just somebody else calling because they want an interview. With yeah, the, my phone's been blowing up, guys. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's cra- It's been pretty crazy. Um, but it's, it's, it'll, it's all worth it and, uh, we'll get through it. <laughs> Speaking, you know, I know you were, you know, commenting about Rich being out late and I want you to know that all Bash University staff is in bed by 9 PM every night, uh, okay. at the classic and I cast as far, <laughs> as, far as I know. But, uh, <laughs> That's why they were on two separate ends of the house. <laughs> but there you go. Lost again. <laughs> another another call. But I, I and Gus, I, I heard that uh, that there was a hundred Canadians out celebrating with that classic trophy with you uh, on Sunday. Yeah, we had a great time, and then Carl had a big crew of Aussies with us too. So it was yes. a good combo of uh, people that wanted to have a good time, <laughs> and awesome. a lot of our American friends as well. So. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks, guys. It was, uh, it was, it was a blast. I, uh, I, I suspect there may be a bigger group of Canadians waiting to celebrate when you get home. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, uh, we're we're gonna um, t- we're gonna let you go. Hey, I appreciate you making some time for us. We'd like to dive in a little deeper with you down the road. And uh, congratulations again, man. Just an amazing win. It's life-changing. And uh, wish you the best. Safe travels, buddy. And we'll catch up with you real soon. Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Look, look, we'll catch up next week. All right. Thanks, thanks Gussie. Thanks. Classic champ, Jeff right. Gustafson. Bye. Yay. All right. That was awesome. What a, what an, I mean, I don't know what that's like, you know. I've been, uh, of course, a passenger in, uh, in Ike's truck. Uh, when he drove home with the 2003 classic, and that was pretty awesome. Um, but don't worry, we'll get your questions answered next time he's on. Yes, promise you. Yes. What were some really good questions? What were they um, people just wanted to know if he was using a jigging blade bait. How we asked that. Um, they wanted to know what was not the... to my knowledge to answer that okay. question. From my understanding, he was using a uh, moping style, uh, heavy weighted. And that, all those details are available. We'll get more of that to you guys, but uh, mm-hmm. but it was just a, a standard mope, you know, jig head with a with a four inch Z Man smelt colored uh, trailer hmm. uh, was his trailer of choice. Um, yeah, it was it was really evident that he was in his comfort zone oh doing that, and you know, even like we talked about the night before the classic started uh, at dinner, we you know we were saying, oh man, that area that he caught him in is probably going to be smoked. But what we yeah what we you know failed to consider was the fact that since that is his wheelhouse and that's what he does he was able to find other areas to repeat what he was doing and you know that's i think that's really what got him to the victory got line him the w. you know yeah, 100% got him the w yeah. everybody else was chasing his tail you saw a lot of other guys right. starting on his 
areas from last year and people can chase that bite try to repeat that bite as as many times Mm -hmm. as they want to but there is not a person on the planet that has probably done that for more hours and had more success with it than gussie and that's that's what you can't repeat you could give you could give me and you probably the same same bait same rod same same everything same Mm -hmm. spot be like do this catch catch some fish and we would you know, if you've never done it before, you're going to be a little bit lost. And uh, it's uh, pretty awesome to see him get it done his way. Do you guys know what the who makes the jig that he was throwing? The, the gentleman that was just driving the truck. Oh, Team and, No Fish. You heard that? <laughs> yeah. uh, which uh, which I'm sure will be probably available. Um, yeah, but I, I uh, apparently he they they custom make those. And I don't mm-hmm. know if they're available for sale. We'll have to find that out. Yep. Yep. Nice. What else you we'll got? Get, we'll get our hands on. Who some. else was on there? Uh, Tuck is on here, and he said, "I'm here, guys." <laughs> Saint <laughs> Crest said, "Scented jerk shad for the bait." Yes. Um, Mr. Higgs, of course. Welcome back, <laughs> Dan Allen. Um, FLX Bassmaster said, "I was in a second chance event and caught one fish for three point five pounds, and thought to myself it was over. And turns out they advanced to the top ten, and I was in ninth. Amazing feeling when you make it." Congratulations. It really is. And that's similar to what Gussie must have felt too, where you're like, well, I mean, that's why you got to keep your head in the game. You got to keep battling until the last tick of the clock. And uh, I know, of course, I knew Gussie didn't just to watch him, you know, like fight those demons off. Oh my gosh. Those demons must've been heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, one fish, you know, guys on your spots, not happening. This fish are chasing and not biting it. And at every hour that goes by, the pressure just mounts and mounts and mounts. Like like he said, uh, alluded to, he was dropping some uh, creative mm. language yeah. as the day was going on when the cameras weren't running because it it's crazy. But yeah. it was enough. It was enough. That's the one thing that I've learned in in tough tough tournament situations like this. When when you're having a tough time, guaranteed the rest of the field Other is having. Guys a, are- tough time too so you just got to grind a little bit harder than the rest of the guys that's right that's right right. we got uh schmitty queued up for a little bit after 11 20 so if you want to hit this commercial we can hit it and uh i just want to give a shout out by the way tuck one came in second place in his high school tournament last saturday congratulations now he's he's going to the high school tennessee state championship this saturday Excellent. Excellent. Well, wow. we wish you all the best. We had uh, Jonathan Dietz. Shout out to him for yep. one of our Bash U subscribers doing really well. And Lou Minetti. Lou Minetti. And both of another them, one. Made both the, of them made the final made day. Made the final day. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Better than half the field in yeah. the Classic. Yeah, that was tremendous stuff, guys. Uh, so much more coming. Uh, we're going to be talking with Brian Schmidt, diving into things with him. We've got tons of giveaways. Uh, we had a great weekend. Uh, meeting all you guys, new people, people have been subscribers forever. And we got lots of prizes we're going to be giving away today. So uh, hang in there with us. We'll be right back after this. What's going on? It's Riz here from the Bash University. And I am excited to welcome in Waterwood Custom Baits to the Bash U family. These are custom handmade baits in the South Rainforest of Brazil. They're made of Marupa Pedra wood. It's extremely dense, it's resistant, but it's also really buoyant. They're made of quality components with a 100% guarantee 
They're made for tournament anglers to get it done when the money is on the line. Guys, that was like my second cast with this bait. That's a Waterwood custom bait. These things are handmade in the rainforest south of Brazil. And I mean, as you can see right here, it's a fish catching bait. It's got the front hook. That means they wanted it. This bait's, uh, it, it's running really true. It throws really well. Guys, check them out at waterwoodcustombaits.com. underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. back from break everybody <laughs> <laughs> as we come in right on time as usual as usual what a what an awesome uh awesome that we could talk to gussie and uh and uh spend a lot of time talking about aqua view and with and it's it's terrific that it's like a the the price point uh, at that is is entry level for everybody you know we're talking about uh, 800 bucks to be able to get a unit that can tie into your uh, sonar unit. Uh, Gussie was using the Apex. It's got the HDMI HDMI cable, which is, allows you to display it right on your screen. Yeah. And um, and I love those the minis. Uh, yeah. That, that are so convenient. I'm excited to use that. Yeah. They're they're. I mean, like really excited. 
and you can you can drop that down while you're, you know what I was talking with them about, and I love trying this. it in the middle ditch, yeah, yes, <laughs> that the what but, trying it out on the middle ditch, yeah, me too. We, I'm looking we, forward. I was talking with Colt about replacing the flogger, yeah, like uh, they have the they have the unit. It's a it's a neck uh, support that displays the unit right here. And you can lower that camera. So like where your tip, you guys ever use that flogger? You know what that's like, man. You're leaning over the boat and the waves to have rod and, and trying to get it's, it's next to impossible. It's so difficult, but to be able to do that in a standing position uh, where your hands are free operating your trolling motor and being able to cast and be able to see exactly what's going on down there for sight fishing, pretty amazing tool. Can't wait to, can't wait to try that out. Well, got Brian ready to go. All right. Well, man, here we go. We went from uh, one amazing angler to the next good friend of Bass University, friend friend of ours, and, and we love him. We had a tremendous finish. We thought you were going to run him down. B, you were right there. I'm like, he's going to get him. It was a great event. Uh, second place at the Bassmaster Classic, Brian Schmidt. How are you, buddy? Doing good, guys. Thank you for having me. Can everybody hear me good? Yes. Yeah. Great, great audio. I mean, we're watching and um, it, it, we're screaming and hollering as every fish you caught got you closer and closer. I And I know how you're a killer. Now, the rest of the world knows you are a closer like no other. And I'm like, I would not at want Mr. Schmidt breathing down my neck at this tournament. Uh, it was so amazing. I, I really thought it was coming for you, you know. I, I'm just uh, still in shock, guys. <laughs> you know, I had no idea, no no inclination that it was close. We all thought, you know, everybody in the top ten thought Gussie was going to have breakfast. You know, he was going to be back at the dock eating lunch or breakfast at ten. <laughs> you know, so yep. there's always a chance, right? And I knew there was going to be a lot of nerves. There was going to be a lot going on the final day of the classic. So I'm just like, I'm going to just do my thing. And in my mind, hey, guys, you know, a second place finish is better than a 10th, you know. And I just wanted to try to salvage a good, good tournament. And I was very excited going into day three. I found something really, really good. I found new water that was the same exact pattern I was doing. It was fresh to me and the fish were biting. I found that real late Saturday and I got there Sunday morning. It was destroyed uh, by, by mud and, and, and everything. And it was just a punch in the stomach, man. And, and then it's like, you know, you, you felt right there that the chance was really slipping away to maybe make a run at it. But I stayed true. There was some weird deal this week. I, I just had this calmness that, Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm going to do what I can do. And I just stayed true. And and to be honest with you, late in the day, every day, I don't know if more current was going or what, but they would start to bite. And I just stayed true and got some bites and really just needed one more. But we always could say that, you know. Well, I, I, I uh, take full credit for that extra current, Brian. <laughs> I was talking with the TVA guys. They came by the booth and, uh, and I'm like, you know, well, you guys really want to showcase this lake during this event. Uh, you know, you might want to call somebody and turn some faucets on up there 
and the weights will be bigger and it, it'll and they they're they're all on their phone texting can we do that can we do that stuff uh i don't think they were actually able to accomplish that but i tried man i tried for you you know i had people talk to me this week like you know the biggest tournaments here why can't they do something mm. with the current for this and and it doesn't work like that this is a that tva it's a big deal you know it, it we're just out here enjoying the the fishery they could care less about a fishing tournament they're generating power and so forth and you're at the mercy of, of that and you know it just it didn't work out this time man and and it stinks pete because it's you know how hard it is to get there and and buddy to have that kind of chance on a river system man it could be a lifetime before that happens again but we uh we're excited to keep trying to get back to the classic i know it's going to happen again uh brian i've said this about you you win at an alarming rate like per tournament fished uh you get you probably have more wins per tournament fish than anybody and uh it's uh I just I know you're going to be in this position again, and it was a great, great finish. It was great to see you do so well, and um, listening to your interviews uh, was just phenomenal. Uh, really enjoyed. I watched the uh, you know the second through sixth place press conference, and uh, you know how you how you broke down you know what you were using. It's just it's great to see your stage presence. It's it's you you've just grown into this monster personality of an angler uh it's great to see i i appreciate it i feel i have grown a lot you know and and, and the whole the everything involved it used to just be catch fish and everything like that and i'm starting to bring the whole package together somewhat you know but i never want to lose track of the ultimate the ultimate deal is uh producing fish and and that's what we got to always remember and you know, man, it was a, it was a roller coaster. It's just an unbelievable deal that classic, man. I'm still just just wore out, you know, mentally and and physically because you know you're trying to make everything count that week, you know, behind the scenes and stuff, and, and still remember you got to catch fish and oh man, dude, <laughs> it, it was it was crazy at like one o'clock, day three of the classic you know, I make a little move and, and an area got clean. You know, that's the cool thing about places that move that much current. It could get really dirty real quick and it could get really clean really right. quick. And, and an area that produced day one was dirty day two. And I, I almost wrote it off. Well, I show up there at one o'clock day three and it was clean. And I told my, my camera guy, I said, if these, if this next little mile stretch is clean, we're going to get bit and, we, we started to catch them and, and, and it just, uh, I needed more of it in that area, to be honest with you, or I needed to do that at around 11 and let it rest and come back to it at, at maybe one, right. you know, so, oh man. <laughs> so, well, believe me, you, you did great. You accounted for yourself. Great. The, the whole world, anybody that didn't know, who Brian Schmidt was before this, and I know they did. They know now, and that's pretty awesome. And I, Rich was making an observation uh, about uh, something about your hook set on a spinning rod. 
Rich. Aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> it looks like you're it looks like you're flipping a half ounce jig in a piece of wood, man. Um, so I watched that last night and I'm shocked to see it. Like it, it's extreme. And <laughs> it works. It, it, it it's is extreme. It's extreme. <laughs> And I, I've had a history over the years of I've, I've had a lot of incidents where I broke fish off on the hook set and I switched the San Diego jam knot on anything related to a bait caster years ago. And it saved me a lot of fish. Well, I hadn't done the San Diego jam knot on spinning equipment and still was breaking fish off here and there. And I'm like, ah, I just had a bad spot. Well, what's crazy about this particular week we went, we went to Seminole a couple weeks ago, and I broke a couple fish off on the hook set. And Austin Felix actually sat me down and was like, dude, like, what are you doing here? Let's talk about this. And he made me tie that knot on the spinning, on the spinning outfit. Wow. And I'm, I'm going to tell you watching it, buddy, that, like that's, that last fish I caught, it's 10 feet from the boat. There's a lot of shock you know put into that equipment and for it to hold up and you know there's adrenaline there you know so like you know it's an extra little uh but it, it it's aggressive and i'm lucky that it worked out the way. you get really you get really good hook penetration that's Ooh. for sure <laughs> actually pulled back like it, it and that's 12 pound, you know, 10 yeah. pounds straight to 12 pound, like that's pretty good, right? Talk a little bit about the you, you were shaky head fishing mostly, right? Yes, sir. Well, talk a little bit about your jig head, like what size hook, what size, you know, what was the wire gauge, all that stuff. So it just was a deal, man. Like, I, I don't know how to explain this. The fish were hard to catch. I mean, obviously, you look at the weights, I didn't want to fool around. Okay, I I wanted to hit as many places I could with a bait that I felt like they would bite immediately if they were there. So the shaky head became the deal. The drop shot, they wouldn't bite. Anything moving, they wouldn't bite. So it, that was the deal for me. You know, it's a jaw dropper head from uh, first gen. It has a shimmy. It's a unique deal. It has a little shimmy to it when it falls or if you lift it and let it fall. And that's a quarter ounce head. It has a pretty light wire. You know, you probably couldn't throw this on a bait caster, to be honest with you. It's spinning right. I mean, even, you know, you look at the hook set I did. I actually got lucky. I would bend them a little bit. Wow. On the, on the hook set. So I'm really not surprised to hear that. Not surprised <laughs> once I watched it. So I would switch out. Like if it bent, and that's because, like, the equipment wasn't the problem. It was me. I was the problem. So <laughs> I would cycle through and put new ones on. 12-pound leader, 10-pound braid. I bait-fueled it. I mean, I had it dockered up with the float silla. All these little things. is like it gets in there. I want it to happen quick. Um, you know, Fitzgerald shaky head rod. Uh, Fitzgerald stunner reels 3,000. Everything was that that was the deal. That was my money maker this week. Um, just needed one more to jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, yeah, great, great stuff. That that floatzilla. 
Like, I mean, that's I hadn't heard you ever talk. I hadn't heard people talk about that. Did I mean you? I heard, did hear you talk about how important forward-facing sonar was. I guess were you able to discern that? Hey, if it's laying on the bottom, they're not biting it. But if I float it, I can see they'll react better. It did. Is that the deal? One hundred percent. You know, some guys even talked about maybe they're spawning. You know, already. I I don't know, but there was times where they would bite it immediately, Pete. But there was times, man, you would throw it in there. You know the fish sees it, okay? They, when you're dealing with current and a small target, that fish has to be there. And you, I could see them on the scope, okay? They're there. They're behind the, the structure or right in front of it. They're in the eddy. They're looking. And there was times where you would just let it sit, almost like you're spawn, you're spawn fishing, and you're trolling away. Like you're, you have slack there. You're letting it sit. You're trolling away almost to the next target. 10, 15 seconds go by and you feel the tick. So I felt like every little bit of extra juice I could put into this technique helped get a few more bites. And, um, you know, that floatzilla, when when a bait is staying there stationary and it just falls to the bottom, okay, and then all of a sudden it starts to lift up, that's a little different than a fish normally sees, and I believe that gets them going. Right. All right. That's, that's pretty cool. So floating, floating the tail. That was, that was pretty awesome. Um, I, I gotta say, I, and I want to dive into the forward facing sonar cause we, uh, maybe, maybe we should do that now because we're talking about it. Yep. We just gave, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we got some hiccups going around the office today. The, uh, we, you did a forward facing sonar for us at Bash university this year and you, you're talking, talking about chasing isolated fish and and you've been using it successfully uh a lot but i heard you you caught every single fish off of that this week didn't you 100 percent, every single one i saw numerous fish even in three to four foot of water bite you know 80 feet out bite my bait um you know it would really get interesting where it you know, I had these areas marked, and I'm trolling to this piece of structure, and I could see it now on my live sonar out in front. And, man, if you could see one or two, you know, fish kind of moving around in there, and you would throw to it, and you would see them kind of nose down, I would turn it away. I, I would then turn the, the, mm. the sonar away and just wait. And then all of a sudden you feel tick. Like I, and there was also times now, okay, I would just see the target, no fish. You're dealing right. with current. They could be so tight to the bottom, so tight right. to the structure. Mm -hmm. I, I would also get a bite. But every fish was related to that bite. Just being able to see the structure without getting too close to it, to see a fish. I caught a couple fish this week trolling to another target I already had marked and would see something new that I didn't know was there. It could have just been like a a tire laying on the bottom, but I would see a fish sitting there and throw over there. And I did weigh a few doing that. It's a tool that you got to embrace. You know, it, it, it's an incredible deal. It makes me look better than I am. Believe me. Why, what, what was the main reason? And you might've touched on this a little already, but like, 
why shaky head over jig? Why shaky head over just the Texas rig kind of creature bait or, or, or a drop, drop shot, shot. or yeah. like like what was it that made the shaky head the deal? Okay, you we're all from the same area, us us three right here, and you guys do a lot of fishing early in the year and late in the year, just like I do. And it just seems like when they're kind of getting in this weird deal, like they're they're a little hard to catch. They're they're laying tight to something. They're not really willing to chase a crankbait or, or 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 a trap coming by them or a spinnerbait. They want something sitting there. And I tried everything. So the cool thing was I got semi on this early in practice. And I marked a few places, okay? And I gave them the rundown. Like, you know, the first three or four places I tried, I gave numerous baits. And it was like instant with this, with the shaky head. So I'm like, what the heck, man? You know, why four-speed them? You know, I right. want to be able to cover as much water, you know, as proficient as I can, I don't want to worry about are they going to bite it or not. I felt that was going to get me bites quicker than any technique. Yeah, I would have loved to flip a jig on 20 and not worry about it. The first day, guys, I mm. lost four fish because of the spinning equipment, you know, that that would maybe change this tournament altogether. But would I have caught the mouth throughout the week? If I just threw a jig or or something on baitcast or equipment, I don't know. So it was a, you know, I had to wig it out, and that was the best deal for me. They they're not easy. You could look at the weights and you could see that you could really slip there real quick. And, and guys were talking, oh man, I could see fish. You know, I had a couple rocks over there. I could see them. They just would chase my jerk bait. So that was the deal. Dialing into the shaky head, being right. able to see it on forward-facing sonar. What what uh what was the the, the targets like? What what did, were these on points, secondary points, brush piles? What what were you getting these fish on? Okay, so being there in 2021, you know, I barely pulled out a third day finish. You know, I got a check, but I left there like I'm like, man, I learned a little bit. Okay. It, it, it's a river system, but, you know, when you're dealing with a river system, it's, and Pete, you know this, you can look at a map. You can tell where the most habitat is on a river system. When you just got this long river, you know, with no coves or creeks, that's probably not harboring a lot of bass that spawn in them areas. You want, you want some areas they could spawn. So I learned there's three areas. If you're going to get three or four days worth of fish, there's three areas. And I decide to focus on them areas. And what I, what I learned, the minute I put the boat in, it was very low. The first day of practice, second, third day of practice, she was five and a half, six foot low. I felt like the cover, okay, the cover was very limited. And I knew being there before that everybody was going to fish the same little last last channel swing in the cove that had a little bit of water or the last dock that had a little bit of water last lay down i didn't want to be part of that okay and i got out to be different. okay i had to be near 
a major area. I had to be near a major spawning area. And I would get out on the flats or on the, the channel swings. And man, all I did was find targets underneath the surface you couldn't see. And one of the best ones I found, I was idling and bumped it with my lower unit. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> That's, a, that's like the ballad of the tidal water fisherman yeah. right there. <laughs> I, I put a dot on it. I was like, we're going to catch one on that. I actually, That was the final official day of practice. And my marshal, he was laughing because it was like, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, Oop, that was a good find. Doop. I was like, dude, I'm going to catch one off of that. And I actually did. I caught two really good ones. Off no kidding. But that's all it was. It was stuff you couldn't see where fish could just sit. And the biggest thing, here's the biggest thing above anything else the walk on the tennessee river they pull down in the winter okay they keep it down those fish are trained in my opinion to not make a move shallow until the water gets the full pull for a few days they know is if it's just a slow little rise or little drop they need to just stay they stage okay because they've in my mind, they've been burned by going too early, and then they suck the bottom out. So let's just say this particular week, what if it was 80s every day and a full moon? And, oh, oh man, the water temperature is rising, and the fish get tricked, and they go to the bank and try to spawn on the few little areas they can, and then they pull it down two feet overnight. Yep. Beds so, are high and dry. Everything's gone. They, they know, and I knew that. Okay, and all these things clicked real early. I'm like, they're sitting back. They know they can't go up yet. They don't let the water come up till April. I don't want to fish the same stuff everybody's fishing. For whatever reason, Pete, it clicked this week early. And sometimes that doesn't happen for me. But when it does, I feel good and everything started to make sense. And to get bit doing it pretty quick. So I got a few bites doing it, nothing big, a couple keepers, a couple shorts. Then I dedicated a lot of time to finding it. And actually, the final day of official practice, the eight-hour day of official practice, is all I did. I barely fished at all. And I found two or three places that helped, you know. So I just didn't want to do the same thing. I didn't want to be part of the smallmouth deal. I felt like Gussie showed the world how to do that a couple years ago. Everybody was going to want to do it. In my mind, you can't win a tournament doing the same thing he did. <laughs> extra special, you know, extra incredible. Uh, but that's where I was at, man. Awesome. Excellent. And, uh, I, well, let me, let me ask you this. Cause when we interviewed you, uh, on media day, we, you, you, you were confident. Uh, you, we were one of just a few people that we talked to that were, that were confident, but you said something and I wonder how it played out because you said they, they raised the water a foot. You had been practicing at low tide, and they raised it a foot. And uh, how how did what you practiced and what you thought was going to happen, did that change, or did it stay in, during the tournament? So you, you're right, man. I was, I was sweating bullets because I felt if the water stayed as low as it did, as it was, and stayed clear that this pattern was going to keep going, and I knew just just that little bit of rise might fool a few fish to move. So what I learned, day one, I sampled a lot before I got on the roll. 
anything that was a little deep, okay, like in practice, I was getting bit out even the 8, 12 foot of water. Now that seemed to be gone, okay? They, they really wanted to be three, four foot, and, you know, that kind of deal, a little bit closer in. And um, I just didn't have enough of that, okay? I had a lot of stuff out there in six, eight, ten foot of water and just didn't produce in the tournament because of that. And by the time we left, I, I believe the final day, it was two and a half foot higher than practice started. Wow. Yeah, yep. That's like a full moon flood tide. Big deal, big deal. <laughs> they, they, they're just gradually, but they're still waiting. But they're, you know what I mean? There's... And some stuff, Pete, that I even put a waypoint on that I could see, just barely see, you know, during practice. I'm like, what if that water comes up a foot? That would be perfect. Some of that stuff started to play, and you couldn't see it now that the tournament started. Yes. Boy, that's a tidal river deal. All the, I mean, I'm always teaching people that, like, at low tide, you look around, memorize where you see a, a piece that's, you know, just got a little water on it right now because two hours from now, there could be a fish on that, you know. But that happened for you down there. Uh, we talked about everything. Talk about the missile bait. Uh, what was the what was the worm you were using? So John came out with the, the magic worm last year early. And, I mean, he won – he won uh, – event doing it and and it put the biggest bag he weighed in i weighed in a lot of fish last year two of my top tens were exclusively on it it was a big park when i won the mississippi river a lot of confidence in that worm it, it's excellent on a drop shot he came that's a six inch worm he came out with a four inch worm right during this classic four inch it's called the mini magic worm and and buddy that's that's where we're at. Like, I mean, you know, the net is so deadly. We all know that, you know, we could throw that and it's just the way you got to fish it. You get hung up a lot. Well, this, this worm is a little bit bigger. You can rig it weedless. It's just the profile of this bait. Just, it's a bite getter. Okay. You know, there's no fooling around. And, and what's funny you know, at one of the interviews after day one, like Davey Height and, and Zoner are interviewing me, and I'm like, I don't know if I can win a classic on a shaky head. It feels so weird. They're like, it doesn't matter what you weigh them in on. And, and like, that's where I was at. I wanted to get them to bite. I wanted to get them in a boat. I didn't want to look like, okay, I'm throwing, I'm throwing big baits, fishing for the classic win. Like, I forget all that. I wanted to get them to bite, and that worm got them to bite. Awesome worm. Shout out to John and Missile Baits. Got, by the way, you subscribers know, but uh, Bash University subscribers get a 30% discount off of Missile Baits Direct. Yeah. So go get yourself some magic saw, worms right there. I saw that you stopped on the way home to Missile Baits to get some more, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. I, I, I decided before it gets a little too crazy, <laughs> you know, with possible back orders that I would like to and John, he was like, yeah, you know, he, <laughs> he's like, I might need these. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he was nice enough to hook it up, man. And, and, and Dylan got to see everything, you know, Dylan, 
it, it's just so cool. Like he got the ride home with me yesterday and, and just, he wanted daddy to win guys. I sure. mean, he wanted, and I, I'm just trying to show him that you're not going to win everything and things don't always go right and how you handle it. So I'm trying to show him, you know, how to handle stuff right now because, you know, yeah. that's the hard deal for him to understand. Like, you know, you're, you're just not going to win everything, you know, so. Pete, you yeah. hear that? Well. When you yeah. hit with your yeah, third place, you're still holding on. Yeah, well, I try. <laughs> at least you didn't have to fall in live on camera in front of your son. <laughs> <laughs> you handled that good, though, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I I handle it. Down, down at the Classic, it was amazing. Everybody, uh, Everybody that I bumped into, they see me. And then they just get a big smile on their face because they remember the last time they saw me before this, which was uh, taking myself out of the water. But no, I, you know, that's a great lesson for your son. And uh, and that that's part of it. You know, fishing is challenging. Nothing's given to you. And uh, but that the lesson that I tell people and, and you keep knocking on the door like that yeah. and and that door is going to open and, and you knock on it enough times. And you'll break through, and you know that you've won so many. Uh, and I and I'm sure I'm sure this is going to be in your future again, you know, coming real soon. But I do have to address something with you immediately, Mr. Schmidt. <laughs> I was having a heart attack watching you hand land these fish. I had to look away at times, uh, especially some of those bigger ones. Uh, I was having an absolute panic attack, Rich. You know. Uh, Man, it was I, – I wanted to be the net man. I was like, I got to get in there and help them. <laughs> so I feel that mechanically I got a lot of room to grow. You know, like <laughs> the hook set, the landing. So, Pete, you know you know my background, FLW. We yeah. Reel them in, get the net. So this landing quality bass – <laughs> it's foreign to me and I'm not good at it. I don't know if I'm too tall. It's like weird. Like it, watching it's horrifying. It, <laughs> it's, it's horrifying. It's like, I've been very, very fortunate. I need to probably address that and learn from it. I've had some other people mention some things too, like, you know, to let go of the rod and start grabbing it. it it's not good. <laughs> But here's where I'm at, man. Like, and, and you, you know, tell me if you agree with this. Like, I'm, I don't get tied up in the, the little things. Like, I want to worry about finding and finding, hooking and catching the fish. And maybe those little things can add up. Yes, they do. But there's always room to grow, but that's where I'm at. Like, man, I feel like if you start to try to master all these other things, do you lose a little bit of what the real deal is? I don't know. But yes, it, when I get home and watch that, man, I'm like, golly, <laughs> the hooks that those fish should have been broke off. The landing, it's, it's horrifying, but man, it, 
it, it worked out. Hey, it worked out, dude. That's all. That's all there is to it. If they get in the boat, it works, man. Dude, I'm sitting there watching you second place at the classic. I was like, clearly, I'm doing it wrong. I need, I need to adopt this strategy. Seriously, you know, it's what works for you. But there's room to grow there. There is definitely room to grow. I like it's always been just reeling into the net, you know, and yep, yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it. You know what's interesting? Because let's talk about that. When, when I first started, we were allowed to use nets, and then they took them away, and we we had to learn how to hand land them. And like the rule always was, never ever grab the line. Like that was like the rule that we kind of all were learning together. Uh, you know to, you know, so you. You, you were like a, a trout guy, you know, with that arm up in the air and, you know, you would corral the line with your, I would, with my right hand, you know, kind of bring that fish to you. And then you, you had different ways, you know, behind the gill. A lot of guys are belly landing them now. Of course, if he opens his mouth, makes it easy on you. Um, and you see him hand landing that stuff, but never grab the line. And, oh, I'm watching KVD, right? KVD grabs the line. He brings that yes. in, and he's like, he gets that fish close, and bip, bip, boom, and and lands it by by hold by grabbing the line, and and uh, so you see uh, some guys doing that. Um, it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> I've had a, uh, you know, I've I've grabbed the line like uh, just fishing with with clients, right? And you see it like grab the line, and if there's any imperfections in that line. That fish will turn his head, pop, he's gone, you know. Um, grab the line, and now you, you don't have that bungee cord of the fishing rod helping you, right? So the fish can create slack on a crankbait. Boom, he can be gone, you know. So there was there was always that, but I, but I see guys doing it now, and and I think you're right. I think the key is, is you got to practice. We all have to practice that technique like everything else. It's got to be part of the part of the practice process. Right. 100%. I, there's, I need to work on that. It's just, you're like so intense, like just get the bite, just get the bite. And, and, the bite. Two and it's, you know, in practice, you hook one and, and, and you're like, nobody's around. Oh, there's somebody around. Like you even put it in free spool, you know, and the fish, it's no, there's no pressure. I mean, he could jump 20 times. He never gets off. But in that tournament, it's like, right. oh my God. Yeah. The sooner I get them in, you know, know, so it's it's so much going on. I, well, on second thought, Brian, don't change a thing. I was screaming. <laughs> I was going nuts. The audience, we were all, it was more entertaining than and anything else. So you, you keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> it's fun. It's awesome to watch, man. <laughs> but. So, so you're, are you home now already? It looks like you're at home. Got home about five yesterday. Uh, just getting everything back in shape, man. I slept till seven 30 today. Um, <laughs> That's sleeping in fishing fisherman's terms. That's crazy. And man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. You know, got a lot to do. So not to take any time up with that. I got a lot to do these next couple weeks to get the, the charter side going, the, you know, fishing equipment and the boat ready because I'm leaving April 15th for two weeks in South Carolina. 
right before the uh, Maryland rockfish season comes in. So we have to have everything ready by the 15th. So when I get back uh, for opening day, everything goes smooth. So big, big couple weeks here. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you got a lot going on. If people want to come and uh, come and catch some stripers, how do, how, how do they do that? How do they sign up for that? So you could just message me, uh, Brian Smith fishing for anything, or you could get on a, loosenupcharters.com loosenupcharters.com and and get with us there you know uh may 1st till december 31st we're chasing them man we uh we're looking forward to a real real good season i think there's been quite a few large rockfish up near the top of the bay this this uh winter i've heard so you know we're looking forward to to possibly catching some of them here real soon is that what you've heard? What have you heard? How big? I, yeah, I've heard there's been a massive amount of 30 to 40 pound rockfish swimming around the bass waters. Wow. Uh, you know, I think Rich knows a little bit there too. Uh, it, it's, it's, it sounds like there's even some, some normal bass spots overrun by uh, big stripers. So, you know, I'm sure, uh, some of them are going to be able to spawn and, and, and get out of here. And, and there'll be some that are done spawning. that will come down the bay and, and possibly one of our anglers will be able to catch one, you know, so that, that's, that starts May 1st, May 1st and May 15th trophy season, one fish per person. And then it switches over May 16th, two smaller fish per person the rest of the year. You can still keep a big one if you catch it, but the majority of the big ones, They'll be out of the bay by May 15th. Well, we've seen uh, the, the the talk about the bay a little bit. It seems like the Susquehanna has been asleep uh, th- th- so far this spring. We haven't seen snow runoff. We haven't seen uh, <laughs> the, the heavy rains. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what do I need to keep that quiet? No, 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 no. Don't speak of it because it's good. It's yeah. I know what you're saying. There hasn't been a lot of uh, flow, and, and the, supposedly it's real clear, and the grass looks real good. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. You, you just – Rich didn't want you to say that. <laughs> there may be some early season grass Sorry, growth. Sorry, we'll cut that out in post-production. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. There may be some early season grass growth. We know nothing about that. But uh. I, no, there's just rumors. It's probably false. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chocolate milk, mud, base yeah, dry, yeah. blown she's, out. She's raging. She's raging down there. Well, well, hey man. Well, it's uh, we're we're gonna be rooting for you through the rest of this year, man. You've got um, you've got two derbs coming up in South Carolina. Uh, imagine there'll probably be spawn fest uh kind of tournaments down there. But man, just uh, amazing bodies of water. What what is there is there any tournaments uh that you're super excited about the rest of the year? Oh, for sure, man. Um, you know, Santee Cooper by far is the number one target I have that I have to want to do good there. It, it's I love this place. The first time I was there for a Toyota, I did good. The last two times I've been there for two elites, I haven't done good. One of them I was going to do real good. A river went dry, a whole long story. But ready for Santee, man. Revenge, revenge. And uh, after that, the Sabine River, a very stingy, stingy tidal system. 
very excited to go back there. And then, of course, when we go up north, uh, you know, the the, the Champlains and St. Yeah. Where, where I'm at, guys, you know, I, I've talked about it. Like, it, it's like I either hit it or I don't. And I'm not really wanting to change that. I think that's why I do good because I'm not scared to fail. I just want to have just these 80s, not 80s, maybe 60s, salvage a little bit and mm -hmm. maybe get to the northern swing. We all want this just to get to the northern swing and not be in dire straits <laughs> for points. But Lord knows I'm sure I'll rattle off some bombs and have to, you know, pull something out the last second, man. But super excited for Santee and the Sabine River. Excellent. Well, uh, we'll be there. Uh, Bash University will be there. We'll be at all of those events. And and uh, the Sabine's a, a really going to be an interesting one. Certainly your cup of tea. And we'll uh, we'll look forward to cheering you on, Brian, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, it's been awesome. And, man, it was just so fun to watch you get in there and battle, man. It was just such a fun tournament for us. Appreciate, appreciate you bringing us that kind of joy. Appreciate you guys. You know that, man. Thank you. All right. And hey, I want to invite you guys to check out Brian's forward-facing uh, sonar uh, techniques. It's on BashU.TV. If you, you haven't subscribed, get over there. Check it out. There's there's so much valuable content there, but that's definitely one of them. And uh, this is this is a champ. How many? What do we? What do you have? Twelve tournament wins now. How many do you have? I think it's I think it's twelve with the old FLW, and I think it's three with Bass. So, oh my, Pete. Pete I, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't even like talking like that, man. You know, it's it, it's the honor. Oh, uh, that it's just an honor. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's an honor that's well deserved. Fifteen wins. That that's. You're in rarefied air, my friend. <laughs> and and thanks again. That, you know, Brian Schmidt, the, one of the greatest champions in the sport. Thanks for being with us, buddy. You have a great day. We'll catch up with you next time. All right, guys. Thank you all. Thanks, Brian. Brian Schmidt, 15 wins. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Riz, that's a lot of wins, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that's just uh, – I don't know. I, I there's so few that have that many. Right. And uh, impressive. And uh, oh my gosh, I be I really did think he was going to run them down. Yeah. It's. You know? I mean, we get so caught up on seeing guys catch them either on a you know a, a crankbait, you know, real explosive bite, ripping it, you know, just grinding a crankbait or slinging a chatterbait or even a trap or you know flipping a jig, big hook sets on that. There's something cool about seeing a tournament like this where you know gussie was gussie was doing his thing tight lining straight over top of him using his electronics you know doing what he does but then brian to to come so close and come in second place on a shaky head where you know everybody thinks you know pre-spawn you got to be throwing a full-size jig full-size trailer heavy yeah. line uh-uh yeah no uh -uh. not 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 all the time and you know, and, and you could a, you could hear it like he and his in his mind he was like, man, can you really win on a shaky head? Should I be throwing a spinning rod at the classic and try to win it? Am I take so? Yeah, he had to overcome that, right? You right. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, there's something to be to be taken from that. Like you know, it's uh, 
it, 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 it doesn't matter how they bite or what they tell you they want to bite. It, it just matters if you get the right, the right tool in your hand to get the job done. And whether that's a shaky head, a Ned rig, a drop shot, yeah. a finesse swim bait or what, it doesn't matter because when you get those fish in the boat and they come to the scales with you, you could be the coolest guy in the world throwing a full size jig. But if you only come in with two yeah. and the guy comes in behind you that caught every fish on a shaky head, and, and puts a big bag on the scales, guess what? He looks a lot cooler. He looks a lot cooler. You know? But it, I, I can tell you early in my career when I was rocking a spinning rod going down a bank and I'd see uh, Denny Brower coming up to pass me, I'd put the spinning rod down, pick yeah. up my flipping stick. No, for sure. And I think, <laughs> I was, I think everybody, I goes, everybody yeah. goes through that progression as, yeah. as an angler at some point. And, you know, some some people go through it at a younger age than others. And But, like, everybody has that that point in their fishing life where it's like okay now i really learned how to use a bait caster i can put this bait anywhere i want it with 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 whatever cast i choose to use and it's almost like for the for a period of time you forget about the spinner run you forget about you know the the beauty of being able to use lighter line finesse techniques and really there's a lot of baits that are designed specifically for a shaky head. Like you can throw a shaky head on, on a bait caster. You can throw it on a three quarter ounce head out on a ledge with a worm this long, but really there's a lot of applications where if you're throwing a shaky head on a, on a bait caster, you're doing yourself a disservice because of the way the bait's going to fall because of the way it's going to come through the water, how, how natural it's going to look. There's, there's just something, something about it that I think a lot of people, there's still a negative connotation to to the spinning rod fishing. And I think it here's what's going to happen. It's already happening. Forward facing sonar is dispelling all of that crap. Yep. You 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 can see the tools that the fish are responding to better. Yep. So whatever that happens to be, there's times when it's going to be a jig, a crankbait, a jerkbait or or a drop shot or a ned rig and it, so it doesn't matter. And like, like he saw, he could see that the fish were eating that shaky head better than anything else that he was throwing at. Him. Right. And, right. And that's what you're going to go with guys. I'd like, and share the feed. If you're watching over on social, we are going to take a commercial break yep. and we're going to come back. We're going to be giving away a lot of really cool stuff. Josh, what's, what's on our giveaway list? We have a ton of stuff. So we're, we have uh, five items from the raffle from the classic, and that includes the Waterwood custom baits package, the raffle of baits package with raffle hat. Um, it includes an aqua view micro revolution 5.0 HD um, yeah. camera. And it also includes the Hobie Eyewear Hank Cherry sunglasses. And we're going to be giving away some of our, some prizes to our members as well. Awesome. It's a giveaway show. It's just a flat out giveaway show. If you have not subscribed, go do it now. The classic special yeah. is going on $99 for a year. That's $80 off our normal pricing for a monthly subscriber. Yeah. It's the best deal of the year. 99 mm -hmm. bucks. Get subscribed. Dip, dip your toe in it. Take our free trial. That's always available to you, guys. We met so many people at the Classic. They were like, man, we watch all this on YouTube. We watch the clips. Uh, we, we were thinking about trying it, and, and they got involved, and they tried it. So many people have come up to me and said, you know, I can't believe the, uh, the content that's available. It's helped me so much. Um, I just talked to a, a subscriber that, that gave it as a gift to somebody that was – saying, ah, you know, I watched the teasers and, and this and that, but then 
They got it as a gift, raving about the how much they've learned, how much it's helped them. So that's the goal. It's going to help you get more confidence, help you catch more and bigger bass by getting lessons from Brian Schmidt on forward-facing sonar, from Gussie on his deep water smallmouth techniques. It's all over there on Bash University TV. Just go check it out. Get yourself signed up. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and we're going to give away some stuff. We'll see you guys in just a minute. What's going on? It's Riz here from the Bash University, and I am excited to welcome in Waterwood Custom Baits to the Bashu family. These are custom handmade baits in the south rainforest of Brazil. They're made of Marupa Pedra wood. It's extremely dense. It's resistant, but it's also really buoyant. They're made of quality components with a 100% guarantee. They're made for tournament anglers to get it done when the money is on the line. Guys, that was like my second cast with this bait. That's a Waterwood custom bait. These things are handmade in the rainforest south of Brazil. And I mean, as you can see right here, it's a fish catching bait. It's got the front hook. That means they wanted it. This bait's, uh, it, it's running really true. It throws really well. Guys, check them out at waterwoodcustombaits.com. underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod. 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Ooh. 
What's going on, guys? We're back for another segment of Bass You Live. We're currently waiting on the Dean, wrapping up a cup of coffee, but that that's all right. Um, guys, stay tuned. We have a lot of great seminars coming to you. We actually just got done shooting nine more uh, here in the last week. So we are constantly updating that library um and we got a lot of new members to the program right now as well what were the big shout out to to anybody that's watching right now that you're just getting involved with us you're just you know kind of new to the program thanks for trying us out thanks for watching the live show as well we love hearing the feedback pete one of the most amazing things that happens when we go to the classic and icast and in elite series events and everything else is the amount of people that come up and say wow i, I Love listening to your show. Love listening to the podcast. And it, it in the first few years when we were doing this, I would say like, oh man, that's like really cool. It's 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 kind of surprising. And now it's like, you know, it's just it it takes me back because I'm like, people actually do listen. They enjoy, and it's thanks to guys that we get to talk to, like Brian Schmidt and yeah. Gussie, and the, the conversations the that we that we get to have. So, you know, thank you for everybody that's been supporting us for the last you know, three years when we, or however many years it was when we started doing this on a weekly basis, we couldn't do it without you guys, you guys watching, supporting, listening, downloading, you know, supporting the companies that support us. That stuff is all really important because without companies like Tackle Direct, Hobie Eyewear, uh, Cash and Fishing Rods, Hummingbird Minn Kota, Epoch Batteries, Aquaview, um, all the companies that support us are what make all of this possible. So, you know, if you're going to be buying in the industry, buy from those guys. That's what keeps the lights on for us to keep this podcast going and continue to give us feedback. Send us emails. We're getting us, them right now. Send us messages mm -hmm. on on social media about who you want to hear from next on the podcast. All that stuff is appreciated. And uh, keep it up. Keep listening. Thank you. Sean Lay from our message board says BU is the best. Dan right. Allen says the best right money spent. So informative. William right. Shelby, oh yeah, Bashu is a must. <laughs> he also said, I remember when Pete first started this during the beginning, so beginning of the wait, I think. Remember when I remember when Pete first started this during the beginning of the I can only podcasting days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we that's right. We were on the cutting edge uh, or uh, certainly Oh, he, he meant to say Ike and Nelly. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I, the Ike Live podcast was right at the beginning, courtesy of Mark Jeffries. Yep. And uh, and then, of course, uh, Brian the Carpenter and myself decided that, man, we, we ought to dive into a Bash University podcast. And uh, here we are several, mm -hmm. many, many years later, and it's been great. Um, and I got I, we, we did The content that we were releasing is, is all phenomenal. And we were able to get with some uh, really talented anglers at the classic and we're going to be providing you with some great stuff rich but you you we my highlight uh for me was dean rojas uh in in our in our uh, uh studio at the classic taught i uh, i mean an extensive frog fishing seminar that we're going to be releasing it's about frog how to catch them in the summertime uh and it's really uh i was impressed i was thrilled to have dean a uh, part of the program we we're finally able to get to work with him a little bit at the classic and and man he over delivered with uh some exceptional tutorials 
a lot of background on where the frogs came from, how they got designed. The Spro frog is is the number one selling frog on the planet and can, will continue to be, I'm sure. Uh, really excited about that uh, particular seminar, Riz. What, what were some highlights for you? Man, there were so many. Uh, you know, Bradley Hallman's blueback bear, uh, blueback yeah. herring through the season seminar. I'm really excited to to listen to that when it comes out. Uh, Jacob Fouts' uh, deep cranking seminar that was awesome. And I mean, Bill Lowen talking about uh, fishing a bladed jig. Uh, how, you know, the thunder cricket that was really interesting to me because you know I throw a a bladed jig a lot, but I always throw the same bladed jigs. You know. I don't know or understand too much about the other brands, the Berkeley, the, the, the striking thunder cricket. So I'm excited to hear from Bill on that seminar and, um, you know, just so much, so much good stuff that, uh, is constantly being flushed out in in our seminars and, uh, we're trying to keep it fresh, man. We're releasing three to four new, new pieces a week for our audience to, to continue to get new content. And, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to keep it coming. Let's take a, Oh, you want to go? Yeah, Josh? well, um, Howie Range actually just brought this up on the message board, and it was also the highlight, I think, for a lot of people this weekend. Ike being accepted into the Bass Fishing yes. Hall of Fame. Yay! That was, that was a a great surprise for him, and, and it makes us all very, very, very happy for him. Yeah. He deserves it. That's, he deserves it, every second it of it. It surprised us. It surprised a lot of people, and uh, it's no surprise that he got inducted. I mean, honestly, uh, he's not only won everything there is to win in the sport of bass fishing, but he's crafted um, really a great philosophy on teaching kids and getting kids and new people involved in fishing. He was my partner in the Bass University, helping us get this program up and running and teaching people all over the planet how to fish for bass. Uh, and and my, my favorite thing about Ike is he's, uh, he really influenced really anglers as a whole to express themselves to be um to become what they all you know can be and and really showcase their personalities and he and he was he was at the cutting edge of that he was the first and now you see all kinds of guys doing doing their thing and it's really great to see that and uh all that wrapped up into an amazing package uh and we have a hall of famer we do we have yep. a hall of famer in the house so uh we're in his house yeah <laughs> we're in his house. but we're we'll uh we're gonna i want to do um and we're planning a, a hall of fame show for mike and we'll we'll keep you guys posted on when that goes down yeah but right now mike is mike is pre-fishing uh and this is this is what gets him to the next level is He's made an, an extensive commitment to fishing this year. The de yep. determination alone. Yes. And he, he left the classic to go pre-fish. Yep. Uh, and he's down, I think, on Lay Lake this Lay week. Lake. So uh, shout out to Mikey. And, man, big congratulations to the Hall of Fame. Yep. and uh, Pretty awesome uh, practice strategy he's utilizing this mm -hmm. year, too. And uh, He's not fishing I think, at all. I think we're going to end up getting a seminar out of yes. that one. It's... Uh, it's a unique way he's doing it and it's really working for him. And man, I'm, I'm telling you, 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 you can just kind of tell when a guy's on a roll and like, they're, you know, they're, they're feeling good. Watch out this shit. That's, that's all I'm saying. And I would not, not want to be, I would not want to be a bass in the area that Mike is fishing right now. Yes. He's uh, and he still has a Northern swing. He's in 12th in the AOI right now. But speaking of, 
that Jocelyn, can you pull up your email about the Bass University picks? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we all had our picks. Jocelyn had a great pick and a great story behind her pick, but uh but unfortunately it didn't go it didn't go so well. Um but I wanna How'd your pick do? I don't know. I'm looking now. He did decent. Uh okay. he did decent, but let's find out. We want to know how our subscribers' picks did. Yeah. How did your pick? How did your pick? Who else? Go? Who picked? Who else picked Gussie? I, I know one of us did. One of us did. Maybe we should start there and give a big shout out. Yes. To GDP, Greg De Palma said Gussie's going to win it, and and I and we all said no, no. That everybody's on to that. He's not going to be able to win that way. Two did they years fish in a row. the shallow that you were talking about? Was that? It was a factor. Okay. Okay. It was definitely a factor, uh, as we'll see, because both. Myself and Justin uh, went for the shallow water anglers, and both of our anglers did very well in yep. this tournament. Yep. Oh. Greg Hackney came in tenth. Yep. So you had a uh, that was Greg. Greg was my pick. He was so confident, and at tenth place is an amazing finish. Oh yeah. Um, and Ike picked Taku Itu. Taku Itu, and let's see where did Taku finish up in this tournament? I believe he had a rough go. Did he make the cut? I'm flipping through. There he is, 29th place. That's not bad. Uh, just finished just below the cut line. Uh, but that was Mike's pick. He thought it was going to be, you know, a unique uh, Japanese influence technique that uh, would do it. That didn't work up so well. Carl Jacobson was our Miss Jocelyn's pick. Yes, I and I, him. I, really I don't like regret that. it. <laughs> he had a the great support system. Yeah. Great story. I, the amount of Australians just mm. roaming around that was that was really cool to see. And I remember um, uh, Michelle actually came over and was talking about how they had a giant kangaroo blowing up kangaroo in the crowd. And I was yeah. like, "That's awesome! That is awesome!" <laughs> so the Aussies and the Canadians have yes. a big party on uh, Sunday night, from what I understand. Now, Rich picked Brandon Lester. How did he do? Brandon Lester came in sixth, sixth place. place. Um, had himself, had himself good. a good. good I saw tournament. him a lot on the the jumbotron. Yep, had, had himself a uh, had himself a good event, and he um, had the absolute best walk in uh, yeah. song for Tennessee. Right, we're all, we're all wearing our Tennessee colors, and <laughs> uh, he played Rocky Top when he came in, and uh, Brandon was fishing drains, mm -hmm. which surprised me that he was going to go that route, but he he. He did it in sixth place. So we so we picked Hackney. Uh, we picked uh, Brandon Lester, Justin Harant. Shout out to Justin, our uh, intern, who's taking exams. We appreciate him being able to slow down school for a few few days and come down and be with us at the Classic. But he gets fifth place uh, with, with John, John Cox. Cox. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, GDP hit it out of the park picking Gussie. We had uh, some subscribers pick Gerald Swindle. Did, where did he finish? He had a he had a rough go, but I don't I, I don't think he made the cut that week. Okay. How about Seth Fighter? Jay picked South Seth Fighter. He had a, he he didn't make the cut either. Thirty fourth, you know. But hey, all these guys. Every, had but a good I will week say they were at the classic that you know, you a lot of people wanted Manetti to win, and yes, and he made the cut. He made the cut. He made it. He had an amazing tournament. That's um, awesome. And made the cut. So it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, well, let me tell you, let's go down this list, which I think is the most important list for you subscribers. <laughs> uh, Jeff Gustafson, uh, how to catch smallmouth on Bass University TV, 
Brian Schmidt wins with forward fa- – hey, top two forward-facing sonar guys. Yeah. Uh, Brian Schmidt, available at Bashu TV, had to, how he did it with forward-facing sonar. Scott Canterbury, fish the bank, right? Yeah. No forward-facing sonar, fish the bank. We we have some am- amazing seminars with Scott. Yep. One that- Flipping and pitching, fishing around the spawn, um, the, uh, the uh, mental toughness in the sport of fishing. I mean, all of those things were – were exactly what Scott was doing. And this, this next guy just jumps off the page at me of what we filmed with him this year. Drew Benton, um, we filmed a uh, we filmed a, a, a versatility piece with Drew, which he ex- which he exhibited this week. Because he, this week. He not only caught fish out in 25, 30 feet of water, he was Mixed also catching up. them, he was also catching them in a foot of water. But his second seminar he did for us this year was putting your bait in hard to reach places. And if you remember, Pete, when we were watching him on live, watching him cast, watching him pitch, watching him flip, I said, Pete, I would give anything to be trying to roll cast a spinner bait into yeah. a tree right now. Yeah. And he was getting that spinner bait up under that. laydowns, you know, between limbs and just absolutely masterfully working yeah. that thing out of there. Yes. So John Cox through a, a flat Fritz side. Fritz side all week. And he teaches about the Fritz side and his techniques at Bash university. Uh, Brandon Lester. Uh, once again, we had, we have this year and uh, look for his content to be coming out. Uh, Jay secure also on Bash university. We, we had Jay was in Texas with us. This yeah, year. we had, we had Texas and Jay. He did a, he, he did, did a drop two seminars for seminar. us. He did a drop shotting seminar. I'm sure he did some of that this week. But he also did a seminar on uh, lessons from Co to Pro and the the, the, right. the strategies that he took from fishing out of the back of the boat and how he applied them to the front of the boat. And hey, they worked for him well this week with the top ten at the classic. Yes, wow. a lot of uh, I had a couple guys come up to me and said, "Bring some co angler content to Bash University," and I, I I directed him to the to Jay's seminar. Brandon Cobb, of course, he has been uh, with Bash University. And uh, a lot of amazing content from him, as well as Jacob Prosnick and Greg Hackney, who yep. we are going to be visiting with here in just a couple of weeks. So all of the top 10, the entire the, top the, 10, Pete. the best performers in the world all teach uh, advanced lessons at Bash University TV. It's all right there at your fingertip. Go check it out. We guys. have some giveaways. We should start giving away. Let's give it away. So if you guys were at the Bassmaster Classic, you guys already know we had a fun raffle going um and we want to include some of our members into this as well but during this raffle we were giving away hobie eyewear sunglasses the hang cherry edition a th marine hydrowave and an aquaview micro revolution 5.0 hd a waterwood custom baits package Rappala Bates package and hat hummingbird and min code $100 apparel gift card, a missile Bates package. And last but not least, we had a new John Cruz icon series that is signed by him. It's one of 50 rods signed and it also comes with a zoom with John. So that one I thought was a really cool one. But if you have your numbers ready, I'm going to announce a couple and then we can ask the trivia question. We also have a okay. trivia prize. And so then- what's going to happen? They're going to have to give us their take, mm-hmm. take a number, maybe take a picture of it and yep. a picture of you. Give us your email. Yes. And uh, we, we want to see you win. <laughs> we will. We will uh, once we confirm you are who you say you are. We'll get your address and get it shipped out to you. Ship out right away. Um, let's start with the Hobie eyewear Hank Cherry sunglasses, which we loved. We interviewed the folks at Hobie 
They're and awesome. I, I have the floating edition because I that's all I'm going to wear from now on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the winning ticket number was six one two 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 two. <laughs> A lot of twos there. Congratulations. And, and, and by the way, uh, six, we're going to have that number. Uh, if you're watching, great. Mm -hmm. Let us know uh, on the IM board. We're going to, we'll put those numbers out in via email and we'll yes. put them out on social as well. We sure will. We also had the Waterwood Custom Beats package. Now, this this one was cool because everyone that came through the booth, they tried to open them and look through them, yeah. and they they were baffled at how awesome they were. So this one was a cool one. Uh, the winner of that one was 112191. 112191. And that's, a, that's an extremely valuable uh, – yeah. what, what was there, six? There was five. There was five Waterwoods. That's a – Hundred fifty dollar or hundred twenty five dollar package. Yeah, yeah, closer. Custom handmade crankbaits. They are legit. They are. They're really cool and made with marupa wood. Marupa pedra wood marupa from the South Brazilian rainforest. I love it when he says it. I know Marcus. when he says it. It's, it's just, awesome. That accent just it rings so so much nicer than when I flub it. <laughs> well, I'm giving away the Aquaview next, and this this one's a good one because. You heard that Gusty was using it in the practice, and look, he, he won off of an aquavium. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hold on, I'm sorry. I got I got to inject this right now because it's it's so funny. John Cox just sent our very own intern Justin a DM on Instagram saying, "Sorry, I let you down, oh. Justin." <laughs> <laughs> There's no letdown there, brother. No such thing as letdown. <laughs> That was a strong pick and a strong finish, JC. <laughs> Love watching you. Love watching you fish. There's nobody that has more fun doing this than John, man. He's a treat. Awesome. That's so funny. Uh, but, of course, you've made Justin's year John, <laughs> by doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> Back cool. to the Aquaview. Yeah. <laughs> Give that away. The winner of the Aquaview is 1-1-2-5-1-3. One, one, one one two five one three. Yes, Rapala VMC package. The winner is one one two three nine eight. Two three nine eight. Now, what I did with the hummingbird, the missile baits, and the hydro wave, I went in and I found the members that have been with us for for length of time, and and I put them into a mixer and randomly selected. So the winners of those were the hummingbird mincota hundred dollar apparel gift card is david ward david ward woo, woo. <laughs> shout out to david ward sean lay said dang i missed that last prize by only 400 ticket numbers <laughs> <laughs> you were close bro you were close. so close <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's awesome the hydrowave hogan benson what's up hogan hogan Come and on. last but not least the john cruz rod this uh -oh. was a ticket and also went in and I don't know who the tickets, I don't know who they are, but this one I'm really excited for you to win. It's one one two three seven six. One one two three seven six. It's I awesome. Will, it's the a, John Cruz big, big bait rod. Big, big bait rod that is signed by John Cruz himself. That's and right. comes with a zoom with John Cruz himself. Shout out to our boys at Cashin. Yeah, yeah they're catch awesome. Catch up with them. This weekend, stopped up and saw the booth. Got my hands on a few rods that I that I wanted to uh, feel out, and 
I know know what know what my next rod order is. I, I love I it. To... They they built a couple uh orange handled uh cash and rods for being in Tennessee. That's awesome. And I think that's perfect for Bash University College too. We're going to do a trivia question now, and the trivia prize is an Ike package. It has Ike's flambeau tackle bag, has a mystery tackle box in it with a bunch of stuff in it. Um, and then Mike hand-selected a few items, and he put them all in there with his ghillie and power baits and all different kinds of Molex, Rapala, everything that he uses, he put in that. So oh, We're changing the name. This is the Hall of Fame package. There we go. The Hall of Fame. Yes. That's a good one. Yes, That's a good is. one. Let's give away the whole fame package. Do we have Hall a trivia of question? Fame package. Yes. The trivia question is what is the name of the jig head that Brian Schmidt was throwing at the classic on his shaky head? What is the name of the jig I head? I think this is going to be a speed test to see who can, do, 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 do. Who, can, who can dig it up first. It took me a while to dig it up. So oh, good. What is the name of the jig head Brian Schmidt was throwing at the classic? I also have a like and share winner. The like and share winner is Cajun Rob Fishing. Hey, Cajun. Thank Rob. you for liking and sharing. I will get your email. Cajun Rob. Got a winner. We're going to be Ooh. down your neck of the woods real soon. Got a winner. Got a winner. Got a winner from Mr. Higgs with the jaw dropper jig head. Howie Range and Dan Allen actually checked in first, but they gave me the name of Gussie's jig head. And I asked for Schmidt's jig head. Yeah. So. Schmidt's jig head was the jaw dropper. He was throwing a uh, uh, shaky head on that jaw dropper. Mr. Higgs, you know what to do. Send me an email. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Higgs. Email Miss Johnson. Awesome. What a bunch of great giveaways, guys. I I hope you won. Uh, I know we've got we got some really big winners. And uh, like I like I told you, we're going to put those numbers out on uh, email. We'll put it out on social. So what you want to do is just take a picture of your ticket and send us your uh, your email. Where are they going to send that to, Josh? The Dean's Office the, at thebassuniversity.com. The Dean's Office at thebassuniversity.com. Send all that there, and we will get you your prizes. It was so amazing seeing everybody down there at the Classic. Thank you. Thank you for all the kind words and being part of the program, all the new folks, you are going to be amazed at the content that's available at your fingertips and the new stuff that's coming. Uh, And we are going to be traveling and doing a lot of great stuff, uh, you know, over the next couple of weeks with some really super talented anglers that are doing some, some stuff that's pretty innovative. So we can't wait to bring that stuff to you. Thanks for watching. Uh, Thank you, Josh, for all the hard work down at the classic You two Riz and Justin and justin the intern and alex the former intern it was great to have him back in the booth with us as well as stefan who uh trailered the bash university trailer and uh and i want to give a shout out to stefan thank you so much for helping me with the raffle tickets yes. <laughs> thank Jeff, you the man behind the lens all week bringing bringing the content to the website the bash utv lens of learning we couldn't yeah. do it without jeff and thank you pete Thank you, uh, for, thank you. Thank you for being the dean of the Bash University, making the so whole so. show go. Yeah. You are the and, face uh, of the booth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have be there with with you guys. Uh, we had a blast. I want to give a big shout out to uh, to all the uh, the vermin and mice that I roomed with <laughs> this week at our Airbnb. Let's add that to the Airbnb <laughs> list. <laughs> we had a few more uh, a few more roommates than I had intended, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> but it's always a blast. We had so much fun 
And, uh, and I just look forward to seeing all you guys. We'll see most everybody at ICAST. But thanks again for watching. And uh, get subscribed. Week. Classic special is still live. Go take advantage of it over at Bashy.tv. Guys, we'll see you next week. Have a great day.